This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Yeah, well, now on to this then an extraordinary scenes coming out of New York City. A courthouse in lower Manhattan was the center of attention for United for the United States and global media yesterday afternoon, New York time. It was there that Donald J. Trump arrived and was placed under arrest. It's the first time in U.S. history that a sitting or former president has appeared in a court facing criminal charges. He has uh, denied any wrongdoing and insists that he's a victim of a witch hunt. Mr. Trump faces the 34 felony charges, including falsifying business records. They are said to be related to a pay- to payment of uh, $130,000, uh, which was paid to buy the silence of uh, the porn star Stormy Daniels. Uh, in the closing weeks of a 2016 presidential campaign, Mr. Trump uh, pleaded not guilty to all charges. Let's speak to um, Associate Editor at the Daily Maverick, Brooks Spector. Brooks, good to have you with us uh, um, again. My word, you know, um, my colleague here, Lebron Pagela, says that uh, every now and again, the USA likes to channel its inner SA and do its best to emulate SA. I mean, where else have we heard of a former president, uh, you know, brought in on, you know, having to face criminal charges and then turning around and say, it's all politically motivated. And then immediately after his court appearance, addressing a group of supporters. Well, good morning. Um, yeah, I, I, I was like, I guess, a billion or so people around the globe. I was sort of pinned to my television set mm. yesterday afternoon and evening. Um, we're obviously six hours ahead of, of what was going on in New York. So it, uh, after a, after a while, I finally sort of slumped down and fell asleep, <laughs> hypnotized by it all. Mm. Um, actually, it's not the first time a president has been arrested and convicted in the, uh, in the world. I mean, the South Koreans have done a number of such yeah. um, in France, uh, Jacques Chirac, uh, in in Israel, they uh, they they did this to a leader. In Brazil, uh, they in Brazil, of course, state. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's the first time in the United States, and as a result, this is the sort of the shock and awe value of the thing. Um, there are a lot of people um, who are, although they let me let me back up. Uh, in polling that was done yesterday, that was that was released yesterday morning. Um, 60 some percent of the population polled said that he should be indicted. Interesting. Yes. Mm. At the same time, about the same number of people said there was a political element to it. Mm. So, Mm. you know, it was a two sided response, uh, people believing a, but also managing at the same time to believe Z, Mm. uh, Mm. which, which says a great deal about the, the, the way in which this cuts through uh, the political life and the emotional tides in the United States, I guess. Um, I mean, w- w- we need to keep in mind that this is only the first of several okay. such uh, mm-hmm. events. This mm-hmm. is only the first t- first event, uh, the first step in a, in a large, multi-layered process each of which is not connected to the other. They're all independent investigations, and, I think and they're all going to end up in court somehow in some way. 
Yeah, I think that's worth remembering that this is but one of a myriad of charges that he's facing. But going into tomorrow, in the, uh, into yesterday, in the build-up to his appearance uh, well, and his arrest, which all happened behind closed doors, of course, uh, um, in a country where no one is above the law, we keep getting told these kind of things, yet he had this cozy arrangement, uh, backdoor entry into the courts and arrested away from, you know, wasn't cuffed and everything. Um, but going in, nobody knew what exactly he's been charged with. Now that we know the charges, Brooks, what do you make of the prospects of, uh, you know, of making them stick? Well, it's all going to depend ultimately on the ability of the district attorney in New York to weave the narrative together. To, you know, it's no good to simply say there was this incident of, of, uh, of fraudulent behavior, document tampering, reporting tampering. Then there was this one. Then there was that one. The, the district attorney, it, it's going to be incumbent on him to weave this together as a plot, as a, as a connected story, as a saga which began here and ended there. And it's important to remember, too, that he's not being charged with giving money to ask uh, this adult film star to keep her mouth closed. Yeah, uh, He's being charged with having... Having had the money paid to her through um, what's the exact phrase they use now? It's a little early in the morning here. Um, the, the, for do, you know, for falsifying document uh, financial documentation, uh, such that uh, they tried to hide the payments. And it's really hard to deny the payments happened because you know people have seen the checks. Uh, we still use checks in the United States for some things, um, that these were all somehow interwoven with campaign financing, which is not supposed to be used for payoffs and please keep quiet about our assignations and so forth. Yeah. Um, and so that's the narrative that the district attorney has to bring front and center into his into his presentations before a jury yeah. because this is simply step one in this case too. Right. And I, I, I'll take a little bit of issue with what you said. He didn't get a soft ride in, mm. in court uh, for his uh, fingerprinting and so, and such so much as they, they wanted to do it so that there would be no, no way there mm. would be this mob of people trying to rush the court and trying to get in to watch this and have it broadcast and have a, mm-hmm. a giant frenzy out of this thing. They wanted to get get him in, get it done, get him charged, get him out. Fair enough. I, I, I'll take that. Um, Brooks, In under normal circumstances, I think if this were happening to any other candidate in the, uh, any other you know, potential uh, would-be uh, presidential candidate, this would finish uh, your political career, you know, in, the, in a country like the USA, you know. Um, however, like in essay, it seems to be having the opposite effect, because it seems in the polling, uh, Trump is looking more and more likely than, uh, to be the, the, the Republican nominee for the next year's elections. I mean, you're, you're, you're right. Any other candidate would have uh, admit, you know, would have fallen on the ground in, 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 um, in apologies and uh, self uh, denigration and gone off and joined a Buddhist monastery for a couple of months of meditation and contemplation and come back a, a changed person and gone off and, and built houses for the poor. Um, 
but no, Donald Trump and a, a certain other former president whose name we'll just leave leave out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, he he's, he seems to feed on this energy, um, and he said to one of his advisors, "I've seen it in print, so I'm I'm clearly not making it up." Uh, he said, "It doesn't matter what they say as long as they don't they do not accuse me of pedophilia." That's wow, a, that's that's a pretty strong wow cup of coffee, isn't it? Um, I, I I think though what's what is happening uh, is within the Republican Party. There's a certain degree of revelation among some people that this, although this may be good for Donald Trump as a candidate, this is not really very good for the Republican Party as a party, let alone the fact that it's not really good for Mm. the United States as a country, as a nation. Absolutely. I mean, this is, I think uh, if this were happening in another country, you know, this would be um, viewed in a very different light. But, uh, of course, yeah, uh, Donald Trump has taken the United States to places that uh, I don't think many people thought they would ever see. And uh, uh, obliterating any semblance of uh, that U.S. exceptionalism, I would say. Well, no, it's, it, let's let's be fair. Um, the, the exceptionalism lives in the, to the extent to which Donald Trump was finally mm. caught out mm. and finally brought to brought to court and finally will be convicted by a jury or acquitted depending on how they see how they see it obviously yeah. by a jury a jury of his peers after a trial which will more than likely okay. come right in the middle mm. of the Republican Party primary season Wow, extraordinary stuff. Brooks Victor, always great chatting to you. Thanks so much for coming on. I wanted to get your thoughts as well on uh, as an international relations scholar on the significance of Finland joining NATO, but that will be a conversation for another day. Well, let me just let me just say in one word, very, very significant. In three words. I got you. Thank you, Brooks. <laughs> Thanks so much. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.